Hey, what's up and welcome to the Carrington Podcast, your home for all things Manchester United. And soon to be only Manchester United as day 21 of Euros 2020 has passed and the end of Euros is upon us. Um, mm-hmm. Let's get straight into the games, Chad. Uh, the game, sorry. The big final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so finally the day has come. The Euro finals. Um, it's been a long month full of some terrible football that we have had to sit through. Um, oh, don't be so rough. There were some good games here and there. No, there was. There was. Um, but we finally got here. Um, so let us jump straight into the game, you know. No transfers or anything. So Southgate, like we um, assumed he might, um, adapted his tactics and copied the blueprint that Spain gave to them from the semi-finals against Italy. But he adapted it for his own team, his own squad, um, and his own way of playing. Um, and instead of you know playing a 4-3-3 with a false nine like Spain did, England instead switched to a 3-4-3 formation, simply because you obviously don't want to lose the qualities that Harry Kane brings to your side as that attacking threat up front and then instead of having that false nine which helped to provide an overload in midfield and upstretch the Italian midfield in the Spain game England instead had two wingbacks who helped to stretch the midfield and allowed England to have a extra man in midfield in Rice and um, Phillips and Hurricane as he normally does obviously dropped deep as well to get the ball um and it paid off for them. They started like a house on fire. And those first 15, 20 minutes, England were good. England were good. Um, Italy didn't really have much answers for them in those first 15. Um, with the wingbacks in Shaw and Trippier having ample time and space on the ball, ample time and space to run into space. Um, and that was seen with England's goal which came in the first two minutes. Um, Rice. Trippier gets the ball um, and he just has so much time and space to pick out a cross. And you see Shaw on the opposite flank <coughs> also just has <coughs> so much time. Carlos. And... Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just had so much time. Like you literally, you see him call for the ball. Trippier looks at him, sees him calling. He whoops it in. And Shaw then still has time to, you, you know, run onto the ball and finish first time with a half volley. And great finish. Great, great. finish by Luke. I mean, um, he does, you don't get that name for nothing unless you can find the back of the net exactly, with such class. He was also exactly. integral in the build-up to that goal. So, really, it was... Yes, he was. He deserved that goal of that uh, passage of play. Um, and then after that, you know, after those first 15, 20 minutes where England... They, they really they had so much intensity and they dominated Italy in those first 15 to 20 minutes. After that, Italy grew into the game and they sort of took control from around the, say, 25th to 30th minute, Italy took control of the game. Um, and England, <laughs> like they do under Southgate, they just defended and they kept dropping deeper and deeper and deeper. And eventually, from a corner, Italy got the equaliser. Um, 
but it was Italy had been threatening for a while to score an equalizer, and they got what they deserved. Uh, Benucci um, getting the the rebound off the post and knocking it in from close range, um, and then it sort of again petered out a bit after Chiesa got injured and had to go off. Um, the teams looked like they were more than happy to go to extra time, and they were. Um, Italy were the better team in the first half of extra time, but then second half, um, England really, those first five or ten minutes of second half of extra time, England were in charge, but then those final five minutes, both teams looked like they were um, ready to go to penalties, and that is where ended up going. Um, Italy winning penalties 3-2. Uh, couple saves by Donnarumma, two saves by Donnarumma, two saves by Pickford. Um, I mean, some some controversy I mean, surrounding the penalties themselves, HR. Yeah, yeah. Look, Italy are champions, but... Um, just champions. Uh, let's, let's, yeah, more than just champions. Let us get straight into not only the, the penalty controversy, Dan, but just... Um, Southgate and his tactics and yeah. yeah, Southgate as a whole. I think we'll um, we'll start at the pens and I'll I'll just touch on this because, I mean, we are a Man United podcast. We are longtime Man United fans, and when you see two of your players, Sancho is yet to play for us, but he's our player. When you see two of your players thrown under the bus like that, there, it's a hard pull to swallow, dude. Um, absolutely livid. With this man, I have, you guys have known, I have slayed to this man from episode one right up until now. And mm-hmm. to see him do that, there, it, it's, it's got me livid. For those that maybe didn't watch the game or had it playing in the background and not paying any mind, he subbed on Marcus Rashford and Jaden Sancho with two minutes to go. Um, in, in, and in doing so, they did not get a single touch on the ball or mm-hmm. a valuable touch, I'd say that there. Um, Rashford made one tackle playing at right back. That mm-hmm. that alone should tell you that the the shit show like, that was about to unfold. He, he subbed them on, like Dan said, in the final two minutes of extra time, and no meaningful touches. They didn't have time to adjust to the intensity of the game. I don't care how good you are. I don't care if you're messy. If you come on after playing. It was, I'll tell you, it any was, minutes it was throughout the tournament. Less than a minute in the previous two games. Exactly. So you cannot go from barely playing any football in the last month because Sancho played 190 minutes against Ukraine. Mm-hmm. That was it. Marcus I don't think Rash played, completed 90. Pretty he sure didn't. He Rash, all Rash had was cameo appearances from the bench when England were happy to play out and in the game with say one dollar two two yeah. one or whatever. Um Rash did not get more than I wanna say fifty minutes uh in the competition before he had to take a penalty. And not just any penalty. A, not just any pe- a penalty in the final yep. that decides whether you win or not. That is poor management. Then like same with Sancho. Sancho played 90 minutes, 190 minutes Against Ukraine, that was it. And these guys were expected to take penalty number three and four. And guess who slots on the winner? Bukayo Saka. But 
as always, uh, things don't go out to plan. Rashford missed his. Again, guys, you the, the dude hasn't had a touch of the ball. Sancho hasn't had a touch of the ball. These guys must step up and take penalties. And do you think, okay, there are penalty substitutions, things that I hate, by the way. I don't think you should be playing for penalties. And if you are, I don't think you bring on a player just to take a penalty. It's it's unfair to the player. Uh, it's that's it. It's unfair to the player. They shouldn't be put in that situation. And these guys were. And both players unfortunately missed the penalties. Good save by Donnarumma for Sancho's rash. Um, unfortunately missed his. Uh, it hit the post. And then Bukayo Saka is tasked with taking the penalty that continues the shootout. Nineteen years old. I'm not an Arsenal yeah. fan. It's a dead club. I don't give a shit about them. But I give a shit about the the state of a 19-year-old kid playing international football, tasked with taking the deciding penalty that'll take his 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 team further in the shootout. And under no circumstances should Saka be the one to take that penalty. Saka shouldn't have even no been in the shootout. You shouldn't, not at all. Because look, I understand. Okay, you want to have penalty takers on the field but you do not put a 19 year old in that position and in any circumstances no matter how good you think they are and this comes back to um, Luis Enrique subbing off Pedri as well because he knew that's not a position you put a 19 year old in you know yeah he subbed off Henderson for for Sancho to take the penalty he should have subbed off Saka instead because you're already playing for penalties. So you have a established experience, a captain of one of the biggest clubs in your country, in the world as well, in Liverpool. Yeah. And you you instead, you take him off and you live on a 19-year-old. It's just poor management. Like, not just from, not just from Southgate, from the England backroom staff as a whole. To allow to that. To put that pressure on a 19-year-old. Someone should have that said something. The pl- I, I think the player should have stepped up as well. But in the heat of the moment, whatever the manager says is law. You're not going to create a kerfuffle, nice word, before a <laughs> shootout. You're not going to do that. So, and and it's not, as if, it's not as if there's players on the field that couldn't have taken that pin. Jack Grealish was there. Look, Sterling uh, was there. Sterling was there. John Stones could take a pin probably not better than Saka, but He'd handle the pressure a bit more. Do you get what sure. I mean? Sure. Sure. Sure is, sure is fine from a dead ball. He, I promise you, he, it's hindsight fine, but I guarantee Sure would have had, he could have scored that. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's piss poor management it's from, 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 from Southgate. Work. And if he can do that there to a 19 year old and still be trusted with this, this is a great English squad. Like, not good. Great. We've because, been saying this because the 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 age of the squad. Look, guys. Rashford takes a penalty, misses. Twenty three years old. Sancho takes a penalty, misses. Twenty one years old. Um, Saka takes a penalty, misses. Nineteen years old. These are three soon to be world class talents. Rash already being world class. Sancho already being world class. These are soon to be some of the best wingers dominating European football, and they all play for one country. Like. The, the, the squad that England have, and this guy is just mismanaging it. Mismanaging personalities, mismanaging talent, mismanaging timing. We've seen the... the, the oh, I don't want to get too into this. Um, 
But just think about the racial backlash that these players have already been getting throughout their careers and are now going to get because some thick Harry in in um Harry's probably not the right name. Some ticket in <laughs> in England is gonna fucking go at these players because they missed the penalties. They cost England. When in fact they didn't. They were put in a shit situation and were told deal with it. Yeah. It's, it's, and look, it's 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 not just the players, like we know English society as a whole is racist, you know. So it's just any person of color in that country is now gonna receive backlash. But let's not get into that right now. Um let us instead again focus on the man at fault. Um, and Southgate has just, like we've said, like I have said, like you have said from day one about England and Southgate. This man is just poor. Tactics, poor. You know, like... Ambition, poor. How? Just, Drive, poor. How, how? Look, guys, I want you to understand something. Just, I need you to listen to this. In 120 minutes of football in a European Cup final, Harry Kane did not once once touch the ball in the penalty area. One of the best strikers in the world did not touch the ball in the penalty area. Best striker, one of the best in the world, best player in the Prem last season. Most goals, most assists. Best player in the Prem last season. Couldn't what, get a what touch. What does that tell you? That's what not does that down tell to you him, bro. That's not down to him. That's the system. That Chad, if your system is to play to your striker's strengths, you're going to do anything to supply him the ball in his best position. Why are you making your striker a midfielder? Why are you expecting... It's Tottenham play, bro. This guy here, he can, he can pick a pass. Let's drop him deeper and he'll find someone in front of him. He should be the someone in front getting found. And there are and players in the England squad that can find him, bro. Exactly. Dan, I, I cannot understand Southgate's insistence on sticking with players that provide nothing. A la Mason Mount. All he has done is run. It's press. What has that man offered play, play press. going forward? Play pressing football. No, man, bro. Like What, what does that man offer creatively? Over Jack Grealish, for example. What? Nothing creative. Southgate waited until 10 minutes into extra time to bring Grealish on. Oh, yeah, no, but it's not about about just, uh, uh, what's this end product? It's about working hard for the team. If you have a player as good as Jack Grealish, you put players around him that do the work for him. It's that simple. What is the point of a Phillips Rice midfield if not to work for the players in front of them? Am Definitely. I missing something here? Like Phillips and, and Rice are the perfect players to, to cover behind Jack Relish. And look, let's not forget as well that Sterling, the man whose goals carried them out of the group stage into the knockouts through some knockout games, was nowhere because of these tactics once again. Then you've got Sancho, <sighs> not used. Rashford, not used. Again, we, we've said this time and time again. If our guys don't get tired or, be, or run down for the season ahead, we're fine. Again, we don't support England. We don't care. But it's the fact mm-hmm. that guys, it's football and we are football fans. And when you see wasted opportunity and wasted talent, you, you're going to have an opinion and you're going to get upset about it because it's a fucking waste, bro. Sancho, wasted. 
given less less minutes than Saka. Saka, good player, had a good season. Again, hard down by for the pen. But he doesn't offer what J- uh, Jaden Sancho does going forward. Oh, no, he presses and he works harder up front. Marcus Rashford does that. Do you get what I mean? Um, yeah. You could fall. Foden could probably do that. I don't like Foden. I think he's overhyped. He's slowly sliding into the overrated category for me. Just with the way people mm-hmm. go on about him. That's just my own thing. But and look, not not just that. When you played Foden, you've played him out of position as well <laughs> on the right wing. <laughs> what are you doing? Foden is not a right. I don't care if the Spanish is left-footed. He is not a right wing. He's not, bro. He's a 10. Play him play at him 10. At 10. Play. Yeah. You know what? Ten. He's overly defensive. His systems are overly defensive. He relies on... Oh, dude, you know what? Now, again, this sounds similar to the, the, the shit they tried to, like, use against Oli, but Oli then proved mm-hmm. it uh, very quickly, like, that that's not the case. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I love to see how people have flipped their script on Oli. But time to start going at this man for the fraud that he is, Gareth Southgate. The dude the only is, relies dude, on it's... player ability to bail him out because his systems put the players in situations where it's like uh, they, they're fighting Dan, against 12 men. As, as, as much as we might want this man gone and we think he's a fraud, and he is, he Didn't will he not get fired. Didn't he sign a new contract before the Euros? He, oh, will, he will not get fired simply because he took them to this final. He yeah. will not get fired. They will not acknowledge the ineptness of the man in charge. Look, I am more than happy that England lost this final. Don't get me, don't get it twisted, don't get it wrong. Football was saved today. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. But for a squad with this much potential and this much talent to play this defensively, to perform this poorly. They, look, let's not forget as well, England had an easy run to this final. They did. Let's Bar not Germany. make like Germany. Bar, Bar, no, but... Let's, no, let's not even yeah. make like Germany or the powerhouse that and we they know they can. Yeah, no, I agree with that there. But people, after the, the Ukraine game, it was like, oh shit, world beaters. Exactly. Anyway, <sighs> um, last, last little... Uh, no, it's about this England. I've seen little... Um, comments and shit from like uh, people within the YouTube community about this England team. Oh, they just need to pick themselves up and go again. That's not the case. This is just going to copy and paste repeat for the, the World Cup ahead because he's going to go in with the same approach when in fact player for player, there is not a better squad than England for this Euros. Come the World yeah. Cup, player for player, that might not be the case. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. now you're incl- including uh, Brazil. You're including Argentina. You're including all these countries from around the world. And you think England are still going to be favorites. This was their chance to make a claim for the, 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 the country or for the football powerhouse that they feel that they are. This was their chance and they, they, they flopped. And they flopped through one man and one man alone because I can't lay blame on any single one of those players at this tournament. I don't like Jordan no, Pickford. I they, think he's they, overrated. I think he's shite. I can't blame him for them get, uh, for them losing. I can't blame 
Jordan Henderson. 100%. Scouse, because Liverpool captain. I don't like the guy. Everybody likes the guy. I don't like him. I can't blame him. He barely played. And he was injured. Why is he going to the tournament? There's players that were in better form that could have filled that slot. I can't mm-hmm. blame Harry Kane for not scoring and him going ghost at the tournament. The system didn't play to his 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 skill set. Do you get what I mean? I, look, I can't I can't blame any single player. I can't I can't blame Sterling. I can't I can't. It's sad, bro. I can only blame Simply one man. Because of the tactics. I can only blame only one man. Only one man. But, but guys, let's not take away from Italy. Italy great, played very well. Great tournament from them. Less hundred percent. Just past this game, Italy have been the best team at this tournament. They've been the most fun to watch at times. They mm-hmm. haven't had it like all too easy. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm happy that they won. Football was safe. Because <laughs> look, guys, here's another another weird statistic for you. I guess Italy are the first um, team to win two penalty shootouts at the Euros all time. They are the first side to ever do that. Um, and Donnarumma is yet to concede um, more than a goal in his entire international career. That man has played 33, I think it's 33 or 34. 33 I'm not caps, yes, and he has not conceded more than one goal. And yet, Italy, Italy are just they looked solid. They played well. They played as a team. Chiesa was, again, brilliant today until he had to come off, unfortunately. He was the most threatening. Okay, Immobile was... He started the group stage as well and then just fell away mm. in the knockouts. Um, but... We'll get into... Just, we'll mm. get into players. Um, for those who... I actually don't think we meant to tweet some shit out, but... Tonight we'll be doing the Euro Awards, our own little take on the awards for the uh, for the tournament players. You know, we'll get into that in a second, just to um, touch on official awards from UEFA. But I mean, Lacanton Pod higher rated than UEFA. But anyway, uh, Gianluigi Donnarumma has been voted um, Player of the Tournament for Euro 2020. Uh, Pedri has been voted Young Player of the Tournament. Um, and we will keep you updated on those as they keep coming through. Because it's not like a set that's just chucked out at the moment. Um, and Bonucci, class, uh, classy uh, Italian defense tonight. Bonucci was voted man of the match for the game. I mean, he did get he, he did get the goal and he did play very well. Um, mm-hmm. But again, they didn't have a striker to defend against, if we're being honest. That is also true. That yeah. is also true. And like I said, apart from those... First 15-20 minutes from England. I mean, after they scored the goal, bro, they felt like they probably won the game. The way they were playing, they were like they were playing like when you're running down the clock. Control the ball. And it was it was the first minute. (laughs) Do you see instead of we we've shocked him with the two with the goal in the second minute? Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Let's let's have something to, to, to rest on. Bro. Like you, you shocked them. You literally scored two minutes in. You are dominating them. You don't smell blood and go for a second, possibly even a third. No, because a one 0 is enough. Does this not remind you of uh, Prime Mourinho at United? Oh, 100%. 100%. Get, get one goal and then just chill. 
Ah, sit back and defend, even so, if it's for 80 it's, fucking minutes. It's so negative. Um, okay, let's get all this negative energy out of out of this. Yeah, this part. Yeah. It's time for some fun, let's, guys. Welcome to the inaugural Le Carrington Pod Euro 2020 Awards, the first and last mm. of its name. Uh, <laughs> our first prize for the night is for the the big one, the player of the tournament. Um, mm. Chad, your vote into the hat. Who have you got? Oh, you see, this is, it's a tough one. It's a very tough one. Um, I, I can't even remember who I said now. And I wrote this down. I got you. Must I tell you? Must I tell you? Please, please. Uh, Chad has um, voted for Luke Shaw as his uh, player of the... Oh, Shawberto, of course. Shawberto, Carlos. That, that first game for, for England where they played Trippier at left-back. Um, we we all had a problem with that immediately. Yeah. And once he came in at that left-back spot, he was immediately... He progressed the ball well for England. He created chances. There's a reason he created the most chances for England. Okay, England don't create many chances. And <laughs> tactics are very crap. But good players but, rise above. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, I mean, look, Shaw provided three assists to this tournament with one goal. He was just amazing once he came into that side, despite Gareth Southgate's best efforts to make England very shit. <laughs> um, uh, my play of the tournament, thanks for asking, Chad, uh, was... You're welcome, Ben. <laughs> ...was uh, Chiesa. I thought mm-hmm. he was Italy's best player. A bit confused as to why he didn't start at the tournament uh, originally. I think uh, at the time, uh, Mancini was stuck with Berardi and trying to remember who was the left wing at the time. But then he. Uh, Insigne. Insigne, yeah, still. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Chiesa worked his way into the team and was undroppable at that point. I thought he was superb. Today in the final, up until his injury, he was their attacking threat. And when he went off, I was like, shit. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, look, even even in the first half, that run he had where oof, he pushed Rice off. Rice, he put, like he Rice put Rice, was Rice so in mad. the air fryer, my guy. <laughs> Rice, Rice was so mad. Rice tried to kick out at him. That's how mad gone. Rice was that he, he got gone. muscled off the ball. And he was gone. And he was so unlucky with that shot that he dragged wide. Because Pickford was in but, no man's land, bro. Pickford could he was just, just stand and stay. He was just brilliant. Um, but yeah, that's my shout. Those, um, those are two very good shouts for play of the tournament. What uh, we will do opinion. is um, we're thinking about maybe putting it in a little tweet box. You guys vote and then I will be right and Chad will be wrong. Or, <laughs> we could, or you guys could just like deal with the fact that this is who we voted for. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll let you guys know. Um, goalkeeper of the tournament. I think um, it's I think it's unanimous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 done a rumor. I mean, he was both penalty shootouts. He was good, made saves. He was solid at the back for his team. And didn't concede more than a goal. Did, again, didn't concede more than a goal, and that is just it's brilliant. It really is. Um, but we also we also have got to give an honorable mention. To Jan Sommer of Switzerland. Oof, definitely. 
he was yeah, he was just as brilliant. He was just as good in the penalty shootouts that uh, Switzerland were involved in, and it was just unfortunate for him that his side went out in the I believe it was the quarterfinals. Yeah, but uh, he was yeah. very good. Made some very good saves. Um, so I feel he deserves an honourable mention um, sure. in the best keeper category. Um, we've got on... another unanimous uh, vote, guys. Defender of the tournament can only be one. Oh, there's only one, yeah. Senior Slab <laughs> himself, Baz Maguire, guys. Once he came into that England side, I believe was it the third game? Third game. Yeah. Um, that England defence was just so much better, and again he helped with the progression progression of the ball for England. Um, quick, quick little, that, that... quick little jab. Mm. With that little line you said there, progression of the ball. Declan Rice, Harry Maguire, John Stones, in the team that England have, should not be your main ball progressors. Back to the Euro Awards. Just a little, yes. just a little snippet <laughs> over there. I'm sorry, bro. I'm no, still no, eating, bro. It's chilled. It's chilled. I completely understand. Honorable <laughs> um, mentions for uh, Defender of the Tournament, Chad? Honorable mentions. Um, Hummels, I felt yes, Germany might have gone out um, quite early in the in the round of sixteen, but he was he was Hummels was very solid for Germany all tournament. Um, he put and in some just great recently tackles. recalled up, so you know what I mean. Yeah, Not- he put in some great tackles, marshaled their defense very well um, at the back for Germany. Um, and another one uh, is obviously it's Bonucci guys. Yeah. Bonucci has been a mainstay at the heart of that Italian defense for the whole tournament. He did not miss one game. Yes, Chiellini was injured for a couple of games, but Bonucci has been there since minute one. And he's been solid. There's a reason Chiellini, Italy have won. Chiellini and Bonucci and Hummels as well. Just show you that age does not affect defenders the way it does attackers. These guys yeah. have been at the highest level. Since we started watching footy, basically, you know what I mean. Like, like they've the, been the, like, the 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 commentator um made one comment of how um I believe it was Chiellini mm. was the first play played the first game in Wembley after after it was renovated for the Italian under twenty one side, and that was fourteen years ago, and he's still here, like. Timeless, bro. That's that's Timeless. the news for you. Uh, next category. Midfielder of the tournament. Unanimous, Unanimous. once again. La Fioche. Yeah. Paul Pogba, ladies Look, and gentlemen. It's, he was just... Again, you guys can say we're biased. We don't care. We don't Pogba give was the, the best midfielder. He was that good. That they went he out just, when they did, and he is still... A nominee. I think he would have been a shout for player of the tournament had France not bottled. Um, yeah. But that's a, that's a conversation for another day. Honorable mention for midfielder of the tournament, Chad. Do you have a young uh, fella there to name? I do. I do. Um, the Spanish midfield maestro himself, young Pedri. He oh, yeah. look at 18 years old to be a mainstay in the Spanish midfield is incredible. And he has been incredible all tournament. True. Um, I, I, his legs will fall apart by the time he's 25. <laughs> but we will enjoy him until then. 
the kids played, I think they said around uh, 50 or 40 games for Barcelona and yeah. then playing the entire Euros for Spain. He, there's going to be nothing left of him by the time he's 25. Look, but we'll enjoy I, I would have, I would have loved, um, I would have loved to have Locatelli as uh, best midfielder as well. Yeah. But unfortunately for him, once Verratti was fit, he lost his place in the side. I don't think that was the proper decision, but that doesn't matter anymore. They won. They won. So it's it's the same thing that if England were to win, everything we said doesn't matter. But they didn't because they so won. We but they right. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, let's move on to the next one, Dan. Uh, forward best of forward the tournament. Uh, Who my, do you have uh, not a unanimous. What these guys aren't biased? That's crazy. crazy. My my forward of the tournament again. Going out early, um, but their performances were just that good, in my opinion. Uh, Karim Benzema, I thought mm-hmm. coming back into the French squad, um, this was more or less bolted as Mbappe's uh, French team, Griezmann's French team. Mm-hmm. Benzema was the only one performing out of the front three. He was quality, yeah. game in, game out. Um, I, what more can you say? It's Benzema, guys. Everyone knows the play he is. I just thought he was brilliant. I thought he outshined mm-hmm. Griezmann. He outshined Mbappe. And he was uh, France's main threat. Uh, yours, Chad? Um, I'm going to go with Chiesa. Um, for the same reasons you had him, player of the tournament. Yeah. Um, Chiesa was just brilliant. And look, we called for Chiesa to be brought into the side earlier in the tournament. We did. And he was. And he just was... He was Italy's best um creative outlet on that wing. It's nice being right. And eh? he offered them it's always nice. And he, he <laughs> offered them so much going forward, you know. Um yeah. so Kiesa for me, best forward. Um honorable mentions there, Dan? Uh Patrick Sheik. I thought mm. like I didn't expect anything from I think it's Czech Republic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't expect anything from them. Just thought it's it's a filler team. You know, we, there's always that filler team at the tournament. Um, but yeah. Sheik stood out. Sheik with, I think that that Thunder goal really put him on the map, if you get what I mean. Yeah. But he was performing from before that. Um, quality strike, quality uh, goal scorer. And I, if I'm not mistaken, not a penalty goal. Um, yes. So five non penalty goals is not a bad tally to take home. Um, for the flip side, I think that's why Ronaldo is not in our honorable mentions. I think he had three penalty mm-hmm. goals, three or two. Anyway, something like that. Yeah. yeah, it is what it is. Um, going on to young player of the tournament. I think this one is unanimous, Dan. And this is unanimous. After what I just read off uh, the internet, we and mm-hmm. UEFA have decided to shake hands, perform a treaty, and we can all agree it's deadly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, look, I mentioned it. Uh, with his honorable mentions for best midfielder for an 18 year old to be bossing the Spanish midfield and be a mainstay in that Spanish midfield is just mind blowing. It's, it's crazy. And it's extremely impressive. Like to be, to be able to keep the tempo merchant. who was, was That's what's supposed to be. His side to keep the tempo merchant out of this. Oh, 11 this- is just, Impressive. I want to be it's the impressive. one, though. Yeah, thumbs up. <laughs> oh, man. No, like, it's the truth. It's the truth. I mean, I mean you have the, the Temple Merchant sitting on the bench, only allowed to come on for the final 10. 
for, for the young Pedri. Ah, come on, you know, come on. You can clearly see who a Spanish side this is. Honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, I think Isaac and Damsgaard. Quality mm-hmm. tournaments from uh, each player. Um, I think Isaac could actually low-key be a honorable mention for the Ford of the tournament. Um, 100%. But we've passed that and he didn't win, so it doesn't fucking matter. Um, sleeper of the tournament, guys. Sleeper of the tournament mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a player that we didn't uh, either know of, know of in the sense of watching them, or a player mm-hmm. that we just were like, okay, they're at the tournament. And then they blew our expectations. Um, mm-hmm. I feel it's kind of explanatory. I don't know why I explained it. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> my sleep of the tournament um, was, in fact, Isaac. Mm-hmm. Thoria's quality, um, Sweden's best player. Uh, Ibrahimovic had recently pulled out for the tournament. And I was just like, yeah, I don't see much happening from Sweden. And this kid just was quality. I do feel he was misused at times getting subbed off when mm-hmm. he was on the brink of a goal or on the brink of carrying his team to a result. And the manager did kind of misuse him at times, but all in all, I thought he was just brilliant. Um, your yeah. sleeper, Chad, who would you be um, with? As much as he might have lost his place in the side um, after the group stages, Locatelli was brilliant. He was. He was just brilliant. Um, also, whenever he came on, he was brilliant. Remember, um, um, I think it was game week three or two for Italy, mm-hmm. and everybody had Locatelli in their transfer list. Like, oh, we need mm-hmm. this guy. Mm-hmm. Club. That I mean, that tells you. That tells you the, he, the tournament he, was, he, was, had. he had. He had a brilliant tournament. Um, and he's unfortunate um, that, he, like I said, he was unfortunate to lose his position. I didn't think that was the right decision. But they won. They won. So... so those decisions are all vindicated by the manager. Um, some honorable mentions okay. there is um, Spinazzola, yeah. who unfortunately, look, look, on that left flank in the left back position, he was just as brilliant as Luke was all tournament yeah. until he was unfortunately injured uh, to his Achilles. But he was brilliant all tournament. Um, I don't know if you have an honorable mention for, for that um, one, Dan. I Luke Shaw, as well, could possibly be an honourable mention in terms of sleeper. I think we know the quality Luke has. Uh, United fans across the world would know. Rival fans would have denied his quality. Um, mm-hmm. The rest of the world... Would you know the, like, the old goals and assists for left-back? Uh, you know. They, they, anyways, Luke Shaw <laughs> was coming into this England squad as the third-choice left-back um, behind a right-back and Chilwell. Mm-hmm. And in the end, was England's best player at times. Um, I think best player overall, but that's bias. Anyway, <laughs> I think Luke was brilliant. Uh, honorable mention simply because we as United fans know about him, but it's nice to see how he took the tournament into his stride and just bust shit, you know? Yeah. Um, goal of the tournament? Um. Look, that, I think that's also a unanimous one. Pogba. Okay, in Switzerland. That was just too sent saucy. The key, sent the key, sent the, the midfielders to the shop and then just, just bagged it in top bins. You know, he bagged top bins and then he just stood there like, yeah, I did yeah, that. I so did what? that. I did that. Like, Quality come on. Goal. Come on. Quality goal. Um, 
some honourable mentions there as well. Um, Schick against Scotland. Um, Dan uh, disagrees with that because of the uh, Marshall's positioning on that goal. Yeah, um, I don't get why goalkeepers that are shit and know that they are shit still play so <laughs> high. Um, um, and then his honourable mention was Damsgaard against England in the semi-final. <laughs> and I disagreed with that because Pickford is shit and Pickford should have saved that. Um, that's football, but That's guys. just how it is. That's, that's football, just how man. it is. But what a strike, um, bro. By both of them. Yeah, yeah. Come you on, know. we have to give that to them. We do. Um, and then, what's the next The next uh, category, best, Dan? Best team of the tournament. I think this one yeah. is unanimous amongst us. There's, there's, there's only one answer for this. And unanimous right? amongst everybody else watching today and, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the tournament. And that's Italy, guys. They were just the best team, hands down. Um Remember when people had Turkey as a sleeper team? <laughs> Just thought I'd bring that up for all those people that were like, uh, yeah, nah, Turkey are going to upset some people. Yeah, they, they upset thought, the Turkish um, people. That's what they did. They, they thought Soyonshu and uh, oh, Kalin Choglu were going to carry that team. You know, semis and everything. Honorable mentions, Chad. Let's not make Turkish um, enemies, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Um, honorable mentions uh, from me, Denmark, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I I love I love the art. Their, bro. Yeah, look for for the star. I don't want to say the star player, but for he their was their star player, bro. Like he's, when you think of Denmark, so you think of Eriksen. Yeah, like someone so integral to the side and how they play. Um, for him then to have that medical emergency on the field, for them to witness that, you know. Um, and and again, lose that know, game. Only fight. Yeah, they they lost the game. And then like, turn it around, like to then you know fight in the third the the final group stage game to fight and pull themselves out of that group, and then to get to the semi itself. It's well done to them. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Hats off. I feel I feel kind of like an ass now coming up my honorable mention after Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> but uh my honorable mention for um best team was Hungary. You mm-hmm. guys have heard me babble about nothing for, with Hungary. They didn't even make it out the group, but they were in the group of death and they did kind of fuck shit up over there. So mm-hmm. I love them for that. I Look, love the way they went at the teams. I love the word. To yeah, be yeah. fair, the group of death was all out by round of sixteen. So yeah, I um hindsight and all, if if Hungary made it through, <laughs> they would have been in the semis. But I guess we'll never Ooh, know now. That's 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 a bold claim right there, my man. I guess we'll never know now. So we'll that, never know. That dies with me. <laughs> uh, best coach at the tournament, Senior Drip. Uh, yes, now look that 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 man in those suits. Fire. I don't know who made those suits for Italy, but fire. How is that man so dropped out on the touchline? How? And 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 like, you know now he, he loses his head, puts the blazer back on, and he's like, Okay, we got this. It's just the and coolest. They did. And they did. Man, big ups to nah. Mancini for Italy. Mm-hmm. Um quality getting his team over the line. Uh, his handling of players, handling of his team, 
like we said, like you said, uh, you felt like Locatelli shouldn't have been dropped. He did get dropped, and they did win. These are the, the hard decisions he had to make, and he did. Took them in his stride. And he was vindicated for them. Exactly. Um, Your honorable, honorable mentions. Um, look, we have to we have to give praises to the the Denmark manager mm. to not only pull them closer after what happened to Christian, um, but then his tactics as well to get them to the semifinal. So honorable mention, Denmark's uh, manager Casper Jomant. Butchered. I butchered that. <laughs> butchered that badly. But um, I have to give an honorable mention to Casper. And then also for me, um, Switzerland's manager um, in Vladimir Petkovic. Um, Switzerland played better than I thought they would. And they got over um, that mental barrier that they had of, you know, never making it past the round of 16. And for them to fight back against France like that and to win it on penalties was impressive and they deserve credit for that. So I am giving him credit for that um, with an honorable mention for best manager. Um, but let us move on to, oh, this. Ooh, we're getting into the, the spicy bits now, Dan. Wait, before we move on to that one, yeah. I think we can all agree, subcategory, worst manager, Southgate. Yes. I don't care what anyone says. I, let's the, uh, let's uh, move on. <laughs> um. He was for, not vindicated for any of his decisions. <laughs> nope. Um, let us move on to then, then. Now, the, the last spicy two categories. Um, worst teams. Uh, worst, mm, team. worst team for me, England. Hands mm-hmm. down. I feel like worst team in terms of... Um, I got to put this... You know what, fuck that. Worst team in terms of performance and worst team in terms of wasted ability. Because that's what I think mm-hmm. of when I think of this England Euro run. They played shit. Um, even when they were winning and they were winning well, it was shit to watch. They just mm-hmm. were not good. They got through based off uh, of Brad's t- Tottenham ball. And I don't have time for that there. I think you would agree. It was it was mm-hmm. shit. What? How many times did we speak out about England and we we're like, this was so fucking boring, bro? Like, bored. It, was, it was just terrible, <sighs> terrible. And then you think of um, in your in your mind, you're thinking, oh shit, bro. Like, imagine the interplay between this player and this player, and this player oh, can do this. And it could be like, if you yeah. made these changes, and it it's just it was terrible. Um, I agree with that, but I think there's also two other teams that we have to admit were disappointing and number one in that Portugal oh 100 percent the holders an improved squad mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just poor from them I think I think Portugal's downfall was their misuse of certain players player in mind and mm-hmm. overall just like their their players not showing up Ruben Diaz didn't mm-hmm. get off the 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 plane um, I don't think Bernardo Silva got off the plane. Nope. Diogo Jota was still stuck in Liverpool. I heard he had, his his bus was delayed. Um, Ronaldo took latest out protests on that one. Exactly. Ronaldo got stuck at the penalty spot. It was just it was poor, bro. It, Portugal were disappointing. And look, I was I was so excited for Portugal coming into um, the Euros, simply because I knew the squad that they had and the quality that they had in that squad. And it wasn't used. Um, 
And there were changes he could have made after the first game against Hungary, mm. after the game against Germany. And he didn't make them. He didn't make those midfield changes. He didn't make the changes on the wings. Similar to Southgate, where he was carrying players that were bringing nothing to the side. 100%. And then leaving and, players out that were impacting the side. Speaking of players that impacted the side, a quick little nudge back to another sleeper of the tournament we may not have fully considered, Renato Sanchez. Written off, thrown away, yes, yes. side, Portugal's best player at this at this tournament. In my opinion, that is in my also humble true. opinion. That is also true. Um, uh, another honourable mention for worst team. It kills me to say this, but um, world really? champions. Does it really? No, not really, because I'm a Germany fan. But um, <laughs> world champions, France were just. They weren't at the races. Mm. They just weren't there. Um, could that have something to do with the drama before the tournament with regards to Giroud and Mbappe and all of that? Possibly. With Benzema coming back, did they have something to play? Possibly. But France were poor. Yeah. France were poor. Can you remind you of uh, 2010 World Cup? Eh? Remember when that drama unfolded? Yeah. Look, that was... Oh. That, I think that France squad was just filled with so many unnecessarily big egos. Mm. And that was the death of that squad. Um, and we have seen Zidane mention something about um, Mbappe's ego getting a bit too big for for his socks. Um, and but yeah, France were just disappointing and poor this tournament. Speaking of Mbappe... Uh, we do have a little category we added uh, with the Frenchman in mind. Surprise mm-hmm. flop mm-hmm. at the tournament. This is a player that you had <sighs> expectations for. You were like, this kid's going to do something. And it was just shite. Look, Mbappe was just so poor this tournament. You know, so many times he was played in by Pogba and he had chances to score and he just didn't. Went for the and spectacular instead of taking the ball on. Um, just rushing shots. Just not at it, dude. Not yeah, at it. He, was just, he was just poor. Um, so that's one surprise flop. Um, and then we argued about this last time, Dan, while we were speaking about these categories. Yeah, yeah. Antoine Griezmann. No, I'm not, having this. I'm not having this. I'm not having- I don't care if you're not having this. It's the truth. I'm not having what this. did Griezmann okay. do? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not defending the fact that he didn't get that many. I don't think he scored, bro. Loki. He he scored. He scored. Uh, he scored and Mbappe didn't. Anyway, that's why he should be an honorable mention. But I thought there were games where Griezmann's job changed from being a creative player and a goal scorer into cleaning up the mess in midfield. Um, I, I remember him tracking back. I think it was the Switzerland game. That man was working his Dan, socks off. Dan, Dan, fuck, Dan. fuck that, bro. You're I like seeing. Excuses. I like seeing. You're making excuses. I'm not going to defend him excuses. because I don't give a shit. I'm just defending the fact you, that I don't you think are he was excuses. that bad. I think there's worse players at surprise you flop. Are making, you uh, are I'm making just excuses. saying, there's worse players at surprise flop. Another surprise you are flop. Ruben Diaz. Player of the season. That's not uh, a surprise flop, then. Okay, that's not a surprise flop because he was. Uh, we saw through all the shit. But anyway, exactly. let's move on from Griezmann. Surprise. No, no. Antoine Griezmann is a surprise flop. That man was there. I don't think he, he flopped. I on... think he was no, as average he... as the team he was playing in, bro. 
I think he was he wasn't any worse than Rabio. He wasn't any better than Rabio. He wasn't any worse than um, Coleman, and he wasn't any better than Coleman. I think he was just average because the team was average, bro. No, Dan. Chris, I don't you, know, man. You need to accept Griezmann. Griezmann is the dude's thirty. I don't. He's he's. I don't care if he's thirty. No, I'm How saying Benzema's uh, thirty. Something my, else. I don't care. My, my point I is that care, Dan. It's done. He's done. He's, he's finished at the top. He is earning you 700k a week. Man's <laughs> chilling. Like, let him chill, bro. Let, let the guy chill. No, let I'm me not, talk. I'm not let me this, talk. I'm, 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 I am not letting <laughs> this go, Dad. That man is supposed to be one of the creative outlets for France. And instead, he let Pogba do it all. Is it he not the system? Anything creative. Is it not the system that was like, give the ball you to Mbappe and Inshallah. That that was the you're system. Excuses. That was the you're system. Excuses, then. It's Anyways. fine. I understand. You like him. It's fine. It's fine, Dan. Don't okay even like, like him, him because he didn't sign for us, fam. He should have. <laughs> and then, but why? I wouldn't sign for us if I was offered seven hundred k elsewhere. I'm just saying. I don't know about you. Just saying. I don't know about just you. Saying. Secure that bag, um, fam. But yeah, guys, that's our episode. Uh, hoping enjoyed the awards. Hope you enjoyed our little insight onto the game. Chat, see us out if you don't mind. Oh, just a quick little uh, nudge, guys. We do have the preseason pod coming soon. Stay tuned for that. It's going to be fun. We are going to be giving you insight on the youth players coming through, potential lineups with players still away. It's going to be fun. And then for the players, for the more casual fan, you'll get a deeper insight at the, the players at the club and, you know, shit like that there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another little note I wanted to make. Taib Chong has confirmed his loan move to Birmingham yes. City. I know we said yes. no transfer news, and we discussed saying no transfer news, but it just came to my little, my little mind. Yeah, I mean it's it's not really anything big because I yeah. think we've all accepted that. As unfortunate as it is, Chongi is not going to make the first team. Yeah, and I don't think he does only have something like a year left. Year or two left on his contract. I so think they're just trying I, to boost it, his value with the Sloan, just so that they can get. Something yeah, cool. like I think even even if he has a brilliant uh, loan at Birmingham, he's not making the first team yeah. squad. Um, we are so stacked out wide. There's yeah. There's so, even been reports that Diallo's in a garden loan. Um, just because of how stacked we are, whether those are true or not, we will let you know in the preseason part, guys. Stay tuned for that. But. Yes, so thank you guys for joining us for the Euros. Um, it's been fun. It's been it busy. It has. Um, Very busy. But now we have something to look forward to in the case of all these tricky reds coming back <laughs> in a week, boys. In a week. Yes, it's preseason. Yes, it's the youngsters. I don't care. They back. I can't boys. wait. I cannot wait to see a red shirt with our badge on. Dude, I'm so oh. gassed. And Man I, I, want to to be this, I want to put this in, in perspective for you guys. We are roughly one month away from the season kicking off against Leeds United. Can't Brilliant wait. stuff, guys. Cannot wait. Brilliant. Stay um, tuned with us, guys. So yes. before Chad sees us out, obviously Euros was a daily thing and then it became uh, weekly. And you know what I mean? We will not be mm-hmm. pumping out content like that. No way, no how. Um, we don't want to give you guys a whole bunch of filler. We just want to give you the hard stuff. And we will be giving you the hard stuff when it is necessary. 
Um, so post-game reviews. Let us know if you'd be interested in pre-game reviews. It's something we've kind of discussed, but again, we don't want to mm-hmm. give you too much filler. So we'll be discussing post-game. We'll be de- discussing transfers um, and all the good stuff in between. So you're looking at roughly like, uh, I'd say, a video or two a week. Nothing more than that. Yeah. So in saying that, sharing, liking, and just getting us out there with your help is so clutch to us in terms of gaining sponsorship for the pod and making something out of this pod. But uh, that's just our little plea to you guys. Chad, uh, see us out if you don't mind. Yeah, let, let me end things here. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to us. Um, we look forward to you know the season ahead. It's now time to get into the, the, the stuff you yell for. Man United, it's time. Real football. <laughs> Real football. Um, yes, so like Dan was saying, guys, like the pod, share the pod, subscribe to the pod, download the pod even. I don't care. Just do all of it, guys. Everything. Um, we appreciate you listening. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. And uh, just one last thing for me. Give it, give it, give it to Eddie Cavani. <laughs> just pass him the ball and he'll 